This is a summary of the Rosh Hashanah Sicha and look at the Sicha's Chelek Yud Dalid. It's a famous medrash of Tanchuma and other places quoted throughout Chassidus and by the Rebbe more than anyone of Nesava Kodesh Baruch Hu Lizleidir That why did Hashem create the world? We're taught by our sages is because Hashem desired to have a Dirab Tachtainim. And ultimately, we could discuss and define and explain what does it mean, a dida, what does it mean, a dwelling place, and all the parameters of what that means. And there's so many discussions of by the Rebbe and by the previous Rebbe's regarding this issue. But regarding the fundamental point of why did God want, for that we have the vart of the Alta Rebbe, of a taivis, kinkasha, that you can't ask a question ultimately and fundamentally on a taiva. Meaning if Hashem wanted... That's what it boils down to. We want it. It's beyond the reason. But then the question of what he wanted, that we could dissect, analyze, and take apart. If we look at one particular issue <clears throat> within the concept that Hashem created the world for this purpose of having a dwelling place, that Hashem wants us to make him feel at home in this world, there's a question that can be analyzed. Did Hashem want to feel at home in this world, or he wanted us to make him feel at home in this world? There's a big, uh, it's a big difference, a big ramification. What would be a, a ramification of that? So let me give an example. In Shara Bitachin, in the gateway to trust in God, a Jew is supposed to trust in Hashem. So we're supposed to trust in Hashem, could be completely relaxed, believe in Him. We just make a vessel, we do what we need to do, but ultimately we realize that Hashem runs this world and we should not worry. He discusses that there are scenarios where bitachin is considered completely inappropriate, out of place inappropriate. And what example does he choose? He says, he gives a few examples, but he says an example where it's inappropriate is in the service of God. A person shouldn't say that Hashem will set me up in the right situation. Hashem will give me the shlichus. Hashem will put me in the scenario, will put me, give me the opportunity of Jews that I could influence. And then I have to do what I need to do. I need to influence them. No, no, no. You have to put yourself in the position to influence people. You have to set yourself up for success. There, and he explains because the when it comes to the service of Hashem, Hashem desired that it should all come completely and totally from us. It's not just that Hashem wanted us to do the Torah and the mitzvahs. He wanted us to find, figure out a way to do the Torah and the mitzvahs, how to make it work. Every element of it, Hashem wanted it to come from us. He wanted us to figure it out within the with the details of creation, how we are going to figure it out on our, in our, through our vessels, through our existence, how we're going to make a dwelling place for Hashem in this world. And based on this critical and vital difference is explained why Hashem made the whole Seder Shtaushlus. All of the details of creation from top down, the spiritual evolution downward uh, gradation of all the levels until we arrive at the finished product of what we have here, all the details of creation, Hashem could have merely made us a low, very low place. And, what, and why are we low? It's explained already in chapter 36 in Tanya. Why are we considered the lowest realm? Hashem wanted a dwelling place in the lowest realm. Why are we the lowest realm? Because in terms of concealment of godless, a godliness, you can't get lower. Hashem made a world where it's not possible to be lower. In terms of what? In terms of concealment of Hashem. So the, the the question arises, just make our world. Why do you need to go through the whole process of creating the whole, every single level? 
And the answer is, what did Hashem really want? Did Hashem just want a dwelling place in this world? Or He wanted us to make the dwelling place in this world? And if He wanted us to make the dwelling place in this world, then what He had to do, Kvayocho, was that we should be able to be able to basically climb a ladder. And there are rungs in the ladder. And we should be able to, one level should lead to the next level and lead to the next level. And we go higher and higher and higher and connect to deeper and deeper layers of reality and to truths and to Hashem. And in other words, the system, there has to be a system in place that for us, with the limitations that Hashem wanted us to have, which defines us as being the lowest realm, that we should be able to connect with Hashem through our limited resources, and we should be able to climb higher and higher and connect with the divine. That is why the system of creation is made that way, because it it describes how Hashem didn't just want a dwelling place in the lowest realm. He wanted us to create and figure that out, and that it should be scientific, essentially. There's a method to the madness. You should, there should be a method. It's scientific that there's that you climb out and 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 you follow the patterns and everything is built in. The DNA of creation is built for us to accomplish this mission. And that gives a whole new level of understanding on Rosh Hashanah because we, on Rosh Hashanah we say This is the beginning of your works. It's the beginning of creation. And the famous question is that it's the, the sixth day of creation. It's the anniversary of the creation of man of Adam Adishin. So why do we say it's the beginning of all of creation? But the answer is not only because the ultimate purpose of all of creation is man is us, the Jewish people, Taida and Mitzvahs. So you could say that this is the beginning symbolically, because we're the most important. No, more than that. It's much deeper than that. Not only that we're the ultimate purpose, everything in the world is built, its it, its its DNA is man. The very essence, the reason why it's there is, in it, its functionality is a step for man. That's what everything in the world is serving that purpose, and it's, and, and, and it's a way that man should be able to, to use it and utilize it and go up um, every step of the way. That's how the system works, the incredible system set up by Hashem. And the fact that this is what's happening on Rosh Hashanah, that on Rosh Hashanah Hashem is renewing the world and everything in the world because he's renewing man. And it's a new year where we're going to serve Hashem. This is expressed in the mitzvahs that Hashem commands us to do, the mitzvah that Hashem commands us to do on Rosh Hashanah. And the Gemara says, mitzvah sayyem b'shoifer, the mitzvah of the day is shoifer. How does shoifer re- represent this ultimate desire of Hashem, of the cre- of creation? Because, based on a Rambam and the laws of tshuva, very interesting Rambam. The Rambam says that even though... Shoifar is exodus because of a decree of the verse. Nevertheless, there's a hint that it's telling Jews to wake up from their slumber and improve their ways and do tshuva. That's why, of course, he writes it in the laws of tshuva, which is before the laws of the blowing of the shoifar in the laws of Rosh Hashanah. And the question is, why is the Rambam talking about whether it's a decree or not a decree? I could find many rational explanations of why I blow the shoifar. Go to the Rasagrib. Sad Yagoyin famously gives 10 explanations. Like a coronation of a king, many explanations that I'm, I'm had to come up with this great novelty that it's a decree of the pasuk, which he probably has a source for it. But why? Why is he saying this novelty in the laws of teshuva? And and if it, and if it wasn't a decree, then I, then he can't find a hint 
in Shafer that it's a, the alarm clock waking a Jew up from his slumber and telling him to do Teshuvah? What's the relevance? And the answer is that the Ram is grasping, is understands and is saying that the mitzvah of the day it brings out the concept of How so? Because it says in the Medrash that every mitzvah in the Torah has a reason. Some reasons are so deep that no one knows it. For example, Para Adum is the ultimate decree, but the Gemara says only Moshe knew the reason. Shleim HaMelech couldn't figure it out. Shleim HaMelech figured out the reason for all the other chaykim, the chukim, the ones that don't have super rational mitzvahs. But he couldn't figure out Paraduma. Only Moshe understood the reason of Paraduma. What does that tell me? That tells me that really, ultimately, all the mitzvahs do have a reason. Some of them, we don't know the reason. But all of them have a reason, have an explanation. The Ramam is trying to say something unbelievable about Shoefer. And, and it shows you how amazing Shoefer is. How, what an unbelievable mitzvah we're dealing with. The Ramam here wants to tell you, you should know that Shoefer is gzeides hakasuv. Shoefer is the exception from the rule. Shoefer does not have a reason. It's a decree. Why does that make sense to the Rambam? Why, why would this be the mitzvah? Because precisely because we're trying to make Hashem recreate the world on Rosh Hashanah. Why did Hashem create the world in the first place? Because of Nisaveh. What did the Rebbe say? You can't ask a question on a taiveh. It comes from the deepest place where there is no reason. And therefore, the mitzvah, which um, arouses Hashem's desire to create the world, so to speak, the, the, this thing, the mitzvah is It's a mitzvah which is not some kind of rational explanation. It's a It's a decree. But yet, what did we say? The, the, the decree is super rational. It's nisava. But we know we could define, we could discuss what he wanted. So that's what the Ramam goes on to say. But there's a hint. There's there there's what does that um what does that entail what does that involve what does that obligate us and he goes on that you should uh, stay away from bad uh, wake up from your slumber improve your ways engage in goodness all of the things that this this ava this desire of Hashem obligates and creates a reality in the world that we live in in this year Rosh Hashanah something very interesting is happening. We're actually not going to be blowing the shofar on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which I should note, first day is the only day which is biblical in the Torah. So this year, unless Mashiach comes, God willing, before Rosh Hashanah, the, this year Rosh Hashanah, we are not going to be fulfilling the biblical obligation of shofar. And Hasidus explains why is that? Because Shabbos, the whole reason is to bring down Hashem's pleasure in existence. And Shabbos is the essence of pleasure. So Shabbos doesn't need because Shabbos accomplishes whatever we would accomplish through Shabbos. That's the explanation of Chassidus. Asks the Rebbe, I don't understand. We just explained to you that the whole deep understanding of is that it should be accomplished through us. Not just that Hashem wants to have a dwelling place within us, but it should be through our avoda, through our accomplishment. So how could Rosh Hashanah replace the avoda of a Yid? The fact that we should be the ones who blow the shofar and make it happen. And the answer, says the Rebbe, what's the answer? So the Rebbe says, an unbelievable idea. The Rebbe says, actually, all of a sudden, the second day of Rosh Hashanah becomes more relevant and more profound than any other time of the year. And it really shows the power of how the second day really represents the essence of the continuation of Rosh Hashanah. How so? Because on the contrary, specifically when everything is already, uh, let me rephrase that. If 
if if there would be something lacking, if Hashem, if what Hashem provided from on high was lacking, and then it's the job of us to fill in the void, the gap, whatever he left over, fine. That means that the, we accomplished through our accomplishment very great. But then there's something even more profound, and it shows how important it is, the avoid of man. That even after everything, no, there's nothing that was lacking. Everything was accomplished on, on, on high already. Nevertheless, man is needed now. Man is needed. And without him, they're sorely lacking. In other words, Hashem, without him, you, you still need the Avaida. And without him, the thing is, it looks complete. It, it, it tastes complete. It, it, it sounds complete. Everything about it is complete, but really it's not complete. And that, in a way, brings out how important the Avaida of man is. Some kind of interesting way it brings it out that despite the completion brought to the table by Hashem, we still need a whole new day of Rosh Hashanah. And this day is a day that we never had before. We're going to make Shechiyonu, Vikimonu, Vikimonu, Lizmanu. You brought us to this moment. And what's so special about this moment that we are doing the Aveda of Rosh Hashanah. What the deep depth of this idea is and what it represents is not discussed in the Sikha. And I'm not going to speculate at the moment, but everyone could think to themselves, what is the great accomplishment in this point that the Rebbe makes? And the Rebbe says, this is what's so amazing, that despite the completion that Hashem did everything already, now we have a new day of Rosh Hashanah that's all about, the whole theme of the day is that what we need the Avodah, man. We need it to be done through you. That's what the Rebbe says, a very powerful idea.